0: To Nintendo Nostalgia. This is episode two hundred and forty. And I am your host, Ryan, and I'm joined by my co-hosts Chris and Josh. And did I say two hundred and forty? I meant two hundred and thirty. Or maybe it is two hundred and forty. I don't know. Who's keeping track? You decide. Anyway. <laughs> How are you guys doing this week?
1: Let's do a poll. <laughs> I'm doing great. How are you, Ryan?
0: Uh good. Um I'm I'm a bit disheveled right now. Uh you know, we got a fun episode, but uh I I don't know about that that intro kinda messed me up there. Uh Josh, how you doing? Just fun. Just fun. So uh without any further ado, let's get into what we are radical Rexing about. Okay guys, what you got for us? Uh Chris, kick us off.
1: Um <clears throat> well it has been an awesome uh, few days. Uh, I am finally done with this semester. I can't even Woo! tell you how grateful I am. Yes. So I can finally play games <laughs> I've been meaning to for ages and then something else comes up. So now nothing's come up. Thankfully, we'll see how long that lasts. And I've just been playing some games. So uh, let's see. I've been playing uh, a little bit of SpongeBob, <laughs> which uh, has hooked me, surprisingly. Um it is not super polished but it is a great fan service and uh it's just amazing to see like all of these little details that that they added into the game like all the locations and like these inside jokes and these little you know little fun details that the game uh, or that the show uh has so um that and uh, just seeing some friends and stuff. Um, what else have I been playing? Oh, um I did finally get around to playing what's it called Undertale. Finally, so uh, when I was recording with Jacob last week, he's like, "You really should play Undertale. I think that like checks off all the boxes that you're looking for for like a good summer game. And uh, yeah, I really like it so far. I think I'm about like an hour in, so not super deep into it just yet, but um it has a lot of personality. And uh, I have to, like, play it in, like, bits and pieces because there's just so much personality. <laughs> it's kind of, like, it's just overloaded with charm, and I'm still kind of understanding what kind of game it is and how I play it and all this stuff. So, um, yeah, but I, it's it's been very fun and interesting so far, and uh, I look forward to seeing what else um, it has within it. Um, I think that's it. Yeah. Have you killed anything you guys? yet? Uh, I mean, like a frog and um, this cute little bug. I forgot what it's called, (laughs) but it's like a shy bug. And I'm just like, oh, I don't want to hurt you. But I don't I don't understand like the fighting mechanics. Like it looks like an RPG and like kind of like Pokemon and stuff. But it's like you have all these options and they're like sarcastic or (laughs) I don't know. I just I'm still processing what kind of game this is. I just I don't get it just yet. (laughs) so if you have any tips feel free to let me know
0: oh i think all my tips would be spoilers so uh, Uh, i'll have to keep them on that one
1: (laughs) so should i just just play and explore is that like the best way to get used
2: to the game
0: um yeah uh Uh,
2: if 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 i could jump in sure Um, i I would almost recommend at least what i've been doing even though my playthroughs are like years spread out now uh, play through it without like any knowledge of anything and just do it how you want to mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. And then once you're okay. done, you might want to go and be like, look more into, hey, what's some of the cool different endings and things I can get? Or right. how how yeah. do I get this to happen without going into too big of a details? Because I'm right. on my second playthrough now after just winging it the first time through. And I was like, it wasn't very sad. Well, the game was satisfying, but the ending was like, well, that kind of whatever. But then mm-hmm. I found out there's ways to get different endings Mm -hmm. long story short without getting too far into it so there's just different ways to play
1: I'm trying to like select each option that's like true to me. Like I'm trying to not be like, like overthink it, you know? And then maybe when I play the next time, I'll try to like make a different decision. Like one of the things I decided is just like, uh, I don't remember what the goat's name is, like the goat lady or whatever she is. She's just like, Hey, do you want me to make you something with like cinnamon and butterscotch? Butterscotch, Which one would you prefer? And I'm just like, i mean both but i guess butterscotch if i had to choose one i had to like think about that for like five straight minutes yep. like <laughs> do i like more <laughs> uh so i guess i'm gonna end up with the butterscotch ending so we'll, let's find out what happens that. okay. <laughs> well,
2: if, if that's what you want to expect
0: go ahead you uh, never oh. know we <laughs> <laughs> uh, so really. know when you get to temmy okay I will tem village that. yep it's awesome anyway yeah. I okay. like the
1: music a lot. I'll I'll just add that oh, last yeah. thing. The music's very charming and mm-hmm. and uh, delightful. So that's a nice little bonus.
0: Cool, cool. Well, uh, Josh. Well,
2: um, I just mentioned I'm kind of half jumping in and out of uh, Undertale um, when I've gotten the chance, but I would say the majority of my time for I feel like like a while, a few weeks now, has been Mortal Kombat. I kind of get in on these like what's the word? I I, I, want to say obsessions for like a better word for a little while. Like Monster Hunter was before. I need to actually get back into that some. But, um, you know, after seeing the newer movie and enjoying it and playing with friends and stuff, uh, picked back up 11 on my Switch, been playing it. I traded in some old stuff for Mortal Kombat Deception, um, which... Was on the GameCube, but I think that version was like a hundred bucks. So I got the PS2 one for twenty, <laughs> well, for nothing really. But so I've been playing through that. That one's cool. Um, so you know, that's just kind of where I've been in the gaming universe, so to speak, for the most part. Oh, and uh, we've been enjoying New Pokemon Snap, of course. Um, I usually save that for kind of like a family thing. It's been it's been working out pretty well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, I'm hoping to actually possibly be trying to get my hands on one of those printers. I know it's expensive, but long story short, I (laughs) might be making back some of the money from the game, and I might put it towards the printer. So Hmm. uh, yeah, that's what I'm thinking about doing. I've kind of got like a little scrapbook. I've got a bunch of
3: like
2: stuff and pictures and signatures and all this sort of thing. I was like, I got to find a place for this because it's just been sitting on shelves for like years now, and I just (laughs) have nowhere to put it. So I'm like, maybe I should get like a scrapbook or something so yeah. that's kind of what I'm doing right now I'm just keeping it all in there so it's 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 better displayed in a book than it is just like stacked on a bookshelf with a bunch of junk that like I can't figure out what to do with it so yeah <laughs> that's kind of been what I've been working on but other than that I guess I was actually trying to look into some possible new skills to learn and things you know I've been r- trying to write some for Nintendo Village and uh been looking at a, maybe possible classes for that in different directions or what have you um still don't know for sure what i want to do but you know i'm i'm looking <laughs> i'm hoping to do something a little more um wherever that may go but yeah that's about it i won't jabber too long no, oh. That's a good first step that's yeah great.
0: definitely uh, as far as me, um, I've uh, I was going to actually come on this episode and be like really raw. GameStop is awful, and because I had a bad experience with the pre-order, but um, it, I, I did get it earlier than expected, so I'm not going to go be too hard on GameStop. But I didn't get Pokemon Snap on release day. Um, I didn't get it uh, for a while after actually, um, but I am playing it now um it was supposed to come in i think it was estimated coming in like the 10th so like of, of this recording it was like yesterday so um i did get it before that i think i got it like the 6th and so i've been playing it and having some fun with it um and it's not bad um it's not it's kind of a light radical rex i've been taking it one step at a time uh just kind of playing through here there like not really hardcore going into it and it's a pretty casual game anyway so i feel like it's not a bad like Pace to go about it. Um, I haven't even gone past the first level. I've just been leveling up that first level. Um, the first area just got to three, and then I'll go through and I'll, I'll work, level up the other areas, and eventually I'll start branching out and taking pictures of other Pokemon. But I'm um, having a good time so far. Um, and other than that, I've been—I've uh, almost finished up with uh, the the pin uh, mastering in World Ends with You. I've got just one pin left. Um, Once I've mastered that, then um, I'm probably going to take a break from it. Um, Maybe just before the new game comes out, I'll be uh, trying to, like, max out some stats and stuff. But uh, really, the pin mastery was kind of the big thing that I wanted to, like, get out of the game. Um, But I'm also playing three games at once. So I am bringing my DS game up to speed. Uh, to where I am in my other games, which I've gotten pretty far in that progress, and then I'm also I've been playing a little bit on my phone as well with the solo remix, and uh, kind of like working on getting that game set up as well. Basically, kind of set up for success if I ever want to pick it up and just kind of grind out stuff. I would do that, um, but yeah, my Switch one is my main one that I'm really, really uh, going hard on. So then I'm just really looking forward to you know that, and I've been watching the animation and. So, Neo World Ends With You is something that I'm really, really looking forward to. Um, but before that, we've got, like, a garage builder game coming out. Um, oh, yeah. I'm excited to try that out. Oh, yeah. We've also got a Nintendo Nostalgia Hangout. Um, hopefully, we can get everybody together in one place. Uh, we'll see. Um, but I'm I'm looking hopeful for that. Um, I'm not sure if Traven's going to be able to make it. He may have a new job and may not be able to to get away. But we're hoping Um, I'm going to request it off of work. I wish Nintendo would announce the date here soon because I really need to get that in for my requested time off. I don't want to just gamble on it being Tuesday and, you know, it not be so.
1: Yeah, I feel like it's always Tuesday every year, but it's like with them, you never know. And you just. (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, if you have to choose something, I think you already know. I probably choose Tuesday.
0: Yeah yeah i'm yeah. just kind of like i don't know if it's a good thing or not but we'll see
1: <laughs> yeah so
0: i got my fingers oh. crossed there
1: also quick gaming news uh tidbit uh i'm just so happy about zombies ate my neighbors is coming to switch i just think yeah. that's so cool
0: yeah i've never played it so i don't even know what it is like honestly i have no clue
1: oh really i, I mean yeah. i don't even know how to describe it now that i think of it it's like
0: fun Escape from game. zombies yeah right I, I got that mixed up with that Rare game, so. I was going to um,
2: say almost like a top-down up but I don't think that's really describing it well either.
1: I mean, in a way, yeah. I think it's more about, like, escaping, right? Like, just trying to get to, like, the end of a maze or something. I could be wrong. I haven't played it, but.
2: Yeah, it, it's, it's been a little bad. while since I've played it, but it I do remember it being pretty fun with a friend. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: Just a very unexpected announcement, and it's just a, another thing to add into the vault that is like everything <laughs> coming to Switch. <laughs>
0: yeah, like, for sure. Is crazy. it two games in one, or is it two separate yeah. games? Okay. okay, I wasn't sure. Yeah, I just thought it was fourteen ninety nine. I just wasn't sure if it was like a bundle or something.
1: Oh, Oh, fourteen ninety nine. That's like fine. Yeah, um, yeah, it's, it's not it's, bad. Yeah, I was expecting like thirty or something. Um,
0: I may yes, be speaking on that, but that's what I thought I saw it could the be. pre-order
1: thing. Yeah, so it's the original and its sequel. The sequel isn't as beloved as the original, from what I understand. But mm-hmm. it's just like, it's a game that clearly has so much personality and is made by LucasArts, which, you know, a lot of people know just how good quality those games are. Um, yeah. So so it's just really nice to have this title be on this generation and not be like lost in the past, you know? So, uh, it's just, it's a very unexpected and delightful announcement.
0: Yeah, very much so. Um, I guess the other thing that I'm radical rexing about, um, yesterday was a pretty emotionally like intense day. Uh, a lot of happiness, a lot of happy tears and stuff. Um, My spouse, uh, Draco, finally got diagnosed with uh, the condition that we've suspected that he's had for years, Um, and doctors couldn't figure out what was going on. You know, no one really knew why. It was just a big question mark, and uh, some doctors even question, like, sanity and, um, like, saying, oh, there's nothing really wrong. It's just all in your head. Um, That's really hard to deal with, and uh, to finally, like, meet with the geneticist um, who... Kind of is the lead leading uh, researcher and and I was actually involved in the H- human genome project uh, back in '92. Um, they they've been helping us out and uh, they've basically pulled together a team of doctors to work with Draco and uh, and we have the diagnosis now and it's legit. We're not crazy, you know. It's it's all we're all validated and that was just it was a really cool day. It was a really hard day to hear everything. Um, and now we now just got to figure out what type of EDS and then go from there. Um, But it was just such an uplifting day to finally have that mystery lifted and us to be validated and say, hey, you're not crazy. You know, this is actually going on. And these are actually medically traced things. You can actually find genetic markers for it. And and uh, we're just on that on that journey. And it's it's a it's a journey of figuring out um, what's going to help manage pain, what's going to help manage the different symptoms and stuff. And also, like, maybe some surgeries to help improve other things, like maybe Drake will be able to walk some with braces and, and the surgery. Um, once we get the nerve uh, issues, uh, we're exploring the possibility of tethered cord um, and then just all the things that are involved with that. So just basically any any kind of connective tissue uh, could be malfunctioning or not working right. So uh, we're looking into that. But things are looking hopeful that we've we had that big thing. Like we, we've had this appointment for over a year now. Um, I think it's been about a year and a half. Um, and they actually canceled the appointment on us and we just like freaked out. It was like a couple months ago, and we called them. It was like, hey, you know, we really need this appointment. And, like, well, we've got another appointment just a month later. And, like, we'll take it, whatever. Like, we'll make it happen. And, and it, was, it was really awesome. So we got to do that, and things are looking up for us. So
1: good. I'm glad you're getting the help that you guys
0: deserve. That's great. Yeah. It's definitely a relief. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I'm Radical accent about. Uh, Without any further ado, I believe we have some uh, Facebook comments this week, if you want to go ahead and bring those to the table, Chris.
1: So, um, the other day, you know, I made a post just to let you guys know what our topic was today, and just wanted to see what your thoughts would be on on our topic, which is uh, our favorite plants found in video games, so we had a few comments uh ryan our longtime and frequent contributor <laughs> uh he just left a gif of basically piranha plant from the super smash brothers franchise uh because that that addition to the super smash brothers franchise was like so unexpected and random and wild and like everyone at first was just like what but that i, I think i don't know everyone's kind of like warmed up to him i think so um, yeah. Do you guys have any thoughts on, uh, on Piranha Plant and Smash Brothers before I move on to the next comment?
0: Um, no thoughts on that as right now, other than, did you just say GIF? Uh,
1: I, I guess. Are you That's team GIF watch. and not team GIF? I'm both. It depends on the day. Okay.
0: I was gonna say. <laughs>
1: it's not something I think too hard about. <laughs> I
0: was taking it back.
1: <laughs>
0: no. Right, Josh, about, do you have anything?
2: Yeah, uh, I mean, real quick, because uh, I know where this conversation might go later. Um, um, yeah, I really like that addition um, of him in Smash Brothers. I thought it was silly, and I, I think he's a lot of fun to play as. Uh, I, I don't know why people would get mad over it. It was a fun, fun character. Um, and And it's just, it's kind of a good joke at this point. So, yeah, cool, yeah. cool choice.
1: Yeah, I mean, when he was announced, this was the pre-Banjo-Kazooie announcement era, so any announcement that was not Banjo-Kazooie was infuriating to me, because I was just like, we need him, we've been waiting long enough, we need him. So we got him. I've been mad for two
2: decades at that point. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah.
1: exactly. So now we can kind of take a step back and look, look back at this announcement and be like, okay, yeah, fine, sure, whatever. But, you know, it was at the time it just seemed like okay another mario character why piranha plant when there's all these other characters but like if you really think about it he's a very interesting character has a very unique moveset and i don't know if you guys uh, would agree with me on this but when we were research- uh, when i was researching for this topic uh, piranha plant is like very iconic and there's lots of different variations of him and um as far as like plants go in video games like it's hard to be find a more iconic plant than piranha plants so anyway um thank you very, uh, thank you very much ryan for that uh comment uh we also heard from matt knight so matt said my favorite plant is the man-eating plant in maniac mansion it just happens to be sitting under a hatch on the ceiling The puzzle is that you need to fill a jar with the radioactive pool water to make the plant grow quickly. But the plant is hungry, so you have to give it a can of Pepsi, which makes it burp, and the man-eating plant is no longer hungry. Now you can climb the plant to get through the hatch. And he left, like, a little picture of it. And it's a pretty cool-looking plant. Um, I personally haven't played Maniac Mansion. Um, I had the board game, which was extremely fun. But, um, I don't know, that description alone sounds awesome and now i'm kind of curious to to play the game have you guys ever played maniac mansion
2: no
0: but i kind of want to look it up now (laughs) right
1: yeah i think it's a nintendo game yeah any experience with the game uh ryan
0: not at all no but i'm getting a kind of little Shop before his vibes
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) yeah no it kind of does look like that and i don't know it just seems like a very charming title just from like that screenshot that he left us so i'm gonna have to look into that um and then finally we heard from eric long-time contributor eric who's awesome and eric said the green brain star overgrowth in super metroid especially the music this culminates with a fight with spore spawn that's my entry and that is an excellent excellent pick eric what do you guys think
0: i also like that pick as well um excellent pick josh I I never would have
2: thought of that. But that is cool. So w- with my particular picks, I I don't know why my brain went here. And one of you all came up with the idea. I was thinking like character plants that are characters, like like that yeah. are living things. But then I got to thinking, there's there's some really cool stuff like that that I'm I've kind of skipped over. So yeah, that's, that's a neat one.
1: Yeah, when I saw that, I was just like, oh man, I'm only thinking about like plant characters, but yeah plants and and anything related to plants like that could be anything and so i i did try to um branch out with my picks actually because i saw branch. this because i was just like i'm too ah there you go <laughs> um yeah because like it could be something in the backgrounds and something that kind of that this kind of made me think of was like you know yoshi's island you know the the background kind of I don't know how to like it animates in a way and like the, the flowers are just really beautiful and they like kind of twinkle in a way. So I I could have chosen that, but I didn't. Um, but yeah, that's a really good pick. You know, the, the, the overgrowth that he mentioned, like it's, it's a very interesting background detail that, um, I really appreciate.
0: I really like the, uh, the pink petals, um, kind of the rose petal area and then just like, you know, getting to that point where you're taking on spore spawn, uh, it's really cool. Um, definitely, like it was one of those things. Like in the era, the more damage you did to an enemy, like they would flash red. Yeah. Um, and, and flash faster red, but in this case, like the plant would slowly die and brown each time you, you hit it, and like eventually, like all the, the the whole room is the boss, and it all dies away when you when you beat four spawn. It was really cool.
1: Yeah. Um, and you and I played that together, Ryan, in the, yes, in the fall, yes, I guess did. it was. And that was fun. Like, and I remember when we were playing that boss fight, I was just like, oh my god, this is amazing. Like for, <laughs> for like the mid-90s, like this type of detail and, and like character design, it was like genius. So yeah, I love that, uh, that boss fight. It's very cool.
0: Very much a classic. Um, yeah, and we still need to get back to that uh, Donkey Kong Country 2 playthrough, just saying. It's-
1: Very true. Oh, thanks for reminding me. Totally. (laughs) But yeah, that is all of our Facebook comments. So thank you everyone who left us a comment.
0: Yes. Thank you. Um, we've got a couple of voicemails before we get into the topic. Um, these voicemails are on the topic. So Let's go ahead and get rolling. A couple of NOS crew members called in. So here we go.
4: Hey guys, it's me. I'm just calling to, um, call in because apparently we're talking about plants today. Uh, Um, so, what is my favorite plant for Nintendo or games in general? Um, Pokemon. Pokemon. There are a lot of Pokemon plants. That was my girlfriend's lovely daughter, Charlotte. Um, I won't lie. Flowey's is probably what Ryan he talked told me it would be my my pick. But yeah, you gotta love Flowey. He's not directly from Nintendo, obviously, but uh, he is. A very complex character from Undertale. Um his dialogue is funny and very kind of cryptic and scary and and um yeah, I love that character. Um so I pick Flowey. But outside of that too, if you're just give me some Nintendo does what are some like ones nostalgically that I have for? Um definitely I got uh Peavy Piranha Plant. From Mario Sunshine, um, he was just a big deal. And first time, like, the Piranha plant was really – he was as a boss, and he was in Double Dash and all that stuff. And then he was in Brawl as well as a, as a boss. So um that's what I think of directly from Nintendo. But plant-wise, man, you got lots of plants in Zelda. You got some plants in Metroid, the big bad bosses. Um They're everywhere. So that's what I have to say about plants. You guys have fun talking about Plan. Bye.
0: Yeah, Peter Piranha is not a bad one. Uh, he's very, very iconic. Um, just like he was kind of a big deal when they showed off Super Mario Sunshine back in the day. You know, that was like the first thing that they really was like, check out this awesome boss. You know, and they introduced that character. It was really, really memorable for me. Yeah, and so.
1: it, it was pretty cool that he's kind of like carried over into like other games ever since. You know. Um, <laughs> And it's like what you guys are saying. Like before Piranha plant was just a piranha plant and just another enemy, but here he became his own character and mm-hmm. very distinct from all the other types of piranha plants. And um even um <clears throat> even though he shares a lot of like similarities to these other piranha plants, he's he's very distinctive and has his own unique personality and, and things and traits that kind of separate him from, from other piranha plant things but we'll probably talk about that in a bit but yeah I totally agree with Jacob
0: Josh you have anything? Not really on that one I apologize so we've got another voicemail here um, let's go ahead and play it. Hey everybody this is
5: Tom Qualls, your favorite part time part time co-host and uh, I'm going to stop you right there guys talking about your favorite plant first of all Bulbasaur is the greatest plant of all time in fact, he he he's such a good plant. He's not even a fully a plant. He's he's like a dinosaur, uh, depending on what artwork you're looking at. He's kind of frog-like. But listen, he's beautiful. He's wonderful. He's number one in the decks. Okay, which means he's number one in our hearts. At least he should be. All right. So you want to talk about you want to talk about level seven uh, uh, leech seed? You want you want to talk about some vine whip? Or maybe it's level seven vine whip. I don't remember. All I know is that going back to the old days, you're picking Bulbasaur. Wise people pick Bulbasaur. Squirtle, forget about it. Charmander, everybody's picking Charmander. But Bulbasaur takes a man of culture, a woman of culture, to understand the best plant there is. Anyway, that's all I got to say about Bulbasaur. He's the best. Don't forget it. Bye, guys. We'll see you later. Thank you,
0: Tom.
1: (laughs) I mean, it's hard to disagree. Bulbasaur is a really charming little pokemon and um i will say though he is kind of rivaled by rowlet i'm a huge rowlet fan when it comes to like grass type starters i mean how can you argue uh, argue with a an, a little owl a cute little spherical owl that has a leaf bow tie come on so mm-hmm. i don't know i'm just putting that out there
2: <laughs> I, i'm i'm on both ends of this debate, because I love both of those. Um, I definitely get the love for Bulbasaur. I, I like dinosaur mm-hmm. characters, usually, and I never really grew out of that. <laughs> and he is. Yeah. He's like a cool little plant dude. Um, now, and, and but yeah, I, I won't talk about the other Pokemon yet. I'll, I'll get there in just a little bit. But but yeah, those are both really good choices. Yeah. yeah
0: um, Bulbasaur is okay. Um, not my favorite what? starter. Uh, there who? are very few grass Pokemon that I like. Who's better? Uh, Who's better? Oh, it's definitely better. Um, So, um, And actually, it's strange because I like the second stage, or I guess technically first stage, if you're talking about the Pokemon card game. Um, But I really like that that middle one uh, for Rowlet as well. Oh, um, (laughs) Oh, true. Because it just, like, like the look, and then also had, like, kind of the emo flop going on, and, like, I just (laughs) like that, so. um,
1: That's true. But like, ah. I wish, I wish Venusaur was a little bit cooler because like Bulbasaur is cute, and then Ivysaur is kind of cool, and then Venusaur comes along and it's just like, oh, I don't, I didn't ask for this, so I don't know. And like Mega Venusaur and the, what what's the other one? Like Gigantamax Venusaur, they're not much better. <laughs> um, I used to be a big fan of Chikorita from Gen two, but then I saw the show and I saw that like those little beads around its neck turn like our vines just like the uh-huh. tips of vines and then they just kind of come out of its neck and i'm like oh this is a nightmare <laughs> <laughs> so i'm gonna stick with Bulbasaur, where i can't see those vines i'm a little more okay with that for some reason
0: hmm. yeah i'm not a huge bubble fan uh, but there's a lot of charm there like i would pick the other two over bubble but I-, I do see his merit um, I felt like Bulbasaur was very much easy mode, um, you know, taking out those first couple uh, gyms. Uh, but uh, no, That's I also see, like, I see there are some merits, even though uh, Grass is probably the least favorite typing in um, Pokemon for me. Um, I'm a big fan of Ice, so uh, I could tear through those pretty well. And then also my starter fire, so.
1: Well, in the show, I think a lot of the charm for Bulbasaur comes from the show where he was kind of like a little puppy, you know, he's kind of like this little dog that followed you around, but he was a dinosaur that was a plant as well, but kind of acted like a dog. <laughs> but yeah, he's, he's very cute. One of my favorite Pokemon easily.
0: All right. Well, I think that brings us to the topic of the show. So let's get into uh, what May has brought us after these April showers. Okay guys, so the other day I was walking my dog and I uh, walking the dog around the house uh, outside the house and uh walking through my uh quote unquote garden uh, that is now starting to take over the world again. Uh, we battle it every year and it gets really crazy and nightmarish and uh you know poison ivy and sticker bushes and everything like it's it's and bam- bamboo like it's hard to tame. Um and while I was doing this I had a semi um parallel uh inspiration if you will uh just just like uh, miyamoto was was inspired uh walk, walking through his garden and you know doing gardening with pikmin i was suddenly inspired by this evil evil yard that i have to uh talk about famous nintendo plants and uh in that in that fashion uh, let's go ahead and get into our top five plants that we have brought from a nintendo's world go ahead and kick off with josh why don't you bring your first plant
2: all right so i'm going to start us off with kind of one that's a little more odd uh that i had to actually look the name up of i couldn't remember it is Cractus. i'm pretty sure i'm saying that right crack sounds like a drug Cractus from warrior land four <laughs> um who is uh, he's he's sort of the first boss i guess you could pick a different direction he was always my first boss um but he's this big piranha not not like the mario piranha plant but like a big yellowish piranha plant looking thing um you might have to google it actually (laughs) with like these big teeth um and these big eyeballs and he's he actually gets kind of creepy like the more you fight him the angrier he gets and just i just always liked his design and one kind of cool thing he does he'll like hang from the ceiling at one point and he'll (laughs) this sounds kind of gross now that i'm talking about it but he'll like drool. And if it hits you, you turn into like the warrior or zombie Wario and it's just like kind of to waste your time because there is a time limit on these boss fights and he just will while you're stuck in that mode trying to find a light source so you can turn back to normal. He's just floating around laughing at you like from the top of the screen. Um, But I just I thought that was a great way to sort of get first that through that first quarter of this really strange but wonderful game. so that, that's that's one of the bosses from that that kind of stick out in my head.
1: Yeah, when we were talking about you know different types of plants, because this um this topic we thought it was going to be pretty easy, but it was it was kind of difficult in a way. It was hard to really look back at really interesting plants in video games. There's a lot out there. It's you have to really think hard about it. And um, Cractus was such a great pick, Josh, and I'm glad that you went with it because that's such an interesting boss fight. It's one of the first ones you fight, like you said, but just his design is so interesting and bizarre, and so perfectly Wario in a way. Like he is, yeah, like a Piranha Plant, kind of like a Mario one, but in a Wario way. He's just very twisted, and with the, the the way that the Wario games are, it's just like they're a little more demented and um unsettling and, and creepy in a way and, and kind of funny too. So um this definitely definitely fits fits the bill with that. Um kinda of like a Venus flytrap in a way with like a sly yeah. grin. It's he's kinda of like the Joker of plants in a way. I don't know. But um yeah it was a very, very fun boss fight and um yeah, very cool character.
0: Yeah, he's very gnarly looking. Um I it's interesting he's got some depictions of like like a cloud or something, kind of like a genie esque Kind of look too. Um, it's interesting, just his design and everything. And uh, it's one. It was it's hard for me to play Game Boy Advance games and uh, just that era. I didn't like the design um, wow. and, and the look of the games on. I, I liked it a little bit better on my Game Boy Advance SP, um, mm-hmm. but the original Game Boy Advance, I didn't like playing the games in that style for some reason. Um, and I had a lot of trouble trying even to play the Wario game when I got it in the Ambassador program. Um, I need to go back and play it. I just have not been able to to do it.
2: It's a little rough on the game or on the uh, the Ambassador program version for whatever reason. Like all those games have like ghosting. Like I, I guess mm-hmm. that's what you call it. it, it they oh, just really? didn't they didn't use, do a very good job with the ROMs on those. I'd almost recommend okay. playing it like on an, in an official way if you have a Wii U to download it on there. Um, right at okay. least at this point, unless you you know can pull it out on your Game Boy or Advance or something,
3: okay? Right. I might or, look into or,
1: that or Game Boy Player too. It actually uh, plays really well on the TV, or I should say, looks really well on the TV like that type of style looks perfectly fine. Um, and it is a terrific platformer. It's oh, yeah, great, like anything you played. Yeah, um, lots of personality and great uh, level design and it's funny too it's it's very strange yeah in a good way yeah it's it's kind of like an indie game like an indie take on on a nintendo game but at the time it was made by nintendo which is really interesting
0: cool all right um i think i'm going to uh i'm gonna go up next if that's all right chris yep totally cool um so uh a couple of my picks were called out by the Facebook listeners and callers. Um, so I'm going to change it up a little bit. Um, I actually had two different plant uh, bosses uh, from Metroid that I was going to pick from. Uh, Sporespawn was my, my uh, the one I was going to gravitate towards because I had a lot more nostalgia for it. Um, but I think that uh, I've got more of a story and more of a uh, a case here uh, for Netery. Um Nettery is the plant boss in Metroid Fusion. Um, but He's more than just... It is more than just the boss itself. Um, This plant has overgrown throughout the station. um, Reaching even as far as to the area um, where you have to fight uh, the nightmare. um, With all of the overgrowth. um, You have to kind of like shoot away a lot of that plant life. Um, And then just like vines are just growing everywhere. Um, You know, there's like a bunch of bugs and stuff that thrive in that area and that sector. Um, but just, like, basically chokes off all of your access points to go to places in the station because it has so overgrown. Um, and it's just basically Spore Spawn on miracle grow essentially, like, the way that it expanded throughout the level. Um, but because it, I'm gonna focus a little less on the actual boss fight itself, um, and more on the effect that it had to the environment, um because because of nettery, the whole experience that you have the most terrifying experience that makes you scream like a little girl uh when samus uh is the sax uh chases you down and you cannot escape that like you had to, you have to run you can't like hide uh, you just got to kind of run uh, a lot of your path trying to get through all of that is restricted by all the plant overgrowth and you have to kind of find your way around and and to get away from this uh you know this uh this sax and uh it was kind of integral integral part of that whole experience with the terror and, and the mechanics and stuff because of this boss um, that you'll eventually take down and clear out all the vegetation but it was just really cool to have that experience um, and to fight um, and it has I, I believe I want to say you got like the plasma beam from it I want to say it shot out beams um, like the three beams or something like that I can't remember exactly what it was or spacer, I, I'm not sure um but i know that like even then like let's let's take it into the boss room itself um in super metroid there is these plants these reflesha type plants that would just like if you fell into them they'd like chew on you and you'd be stuck and you can't get away until it opened up its mouth um and this is basically what what the floor is littered with um and even i believe the i want to say yeah the floor had those reflesia type things um that you could fall into, so you had to be really careful with your platforming while dodging these projectiles and things that are being sent at you, um, while taking out this plant boss. And uh, it was a very memorable moment, and just the whole atmosphere. And it was an atmospheric boss, which was a really cool cool thing. And that was there was a lot of that kind of idea um, with atmosphere and, and things. It was really cool to see like a boss on such a, a big scale that it was actually affecting other sectors and other areas. So I thought that was really cool.
1: Cool. I um, <clears throat> I haven't played Metroid Fusion. I own it, but <gasps> haven't got around to it. I know, I know. I'm very ashamed of it. Um, it's uh, like there's like a certain order that I want to play games. Same thing with Zelda. I'm a little behind on Zelda, so um, I don't have any experience with Fusion yet. Um, and I look forward to it. But from what I have just heard from you it's that sounds really interesting and it's just like a testament about how amazing the metroid franchise is and just like how deeply they think about the environment and the um the characters and all these like different uh biological details within the game i just think that's so interesting and fascinating and really makes you feel immersed in that type of world so i look forward to playing that boss Uh, Yeah, what about you, Josh? It's
2: been a good handful of years since I've played through Fusion, so I can't say I immediately remember it. But, yeah, I mean, from the sounds of it, though, that that is is a cool concept. I like the idea of something sort of affecting other areas and such. Um, I definitely uh, will have to go back and give that a playthrough again soon. That's just one of those I have not gone back to in quite a while.
0: All right, Chris, you are up.
1: All right, uh, so my first pick... As we go down our list, um, I think my my first pick is going to be <laughs> Fuzzy from Yoshi's Island. <laughs> so the little cottony oh, spore yeah. from Yoshi's Island. Um, I guess he counts as a plant because he's like a spore that comes from a plant. <laughs> so I love Fuzzy. First of all, it's an adorable little character. It's just like a little fluffy thing with like little hairs coming off of it. But it's... Kind of the symbol of one of the best levels within Yoshi's Island. And so that level's called Touch Fuzzy Get Dizzy. And so this is a level where you have to avoid these spores, these little fuzzies, because if you do touch them, then Yoshi <laughs> will start to hallucinate. <laughs> and that is made through his eyes, which are enlarged. And uh, even more so because the stage itself begets, uh, becomes very distorted. So uh, the, the stage begets, gets very wavy. And you have to navigate the stage like you know, platform wise with this distorted reality that you like now have to face. So it's very cool. It's, it's like, you have to avoid the fuzzies but if you do touch the fuzzies it's okay it's just like the platforming is going to be a little bit more difficult and it's it's just a very very fun level and the music slows down a little bit <laughs> and um it's it's very funny and uh it has a lot of personality throughout the level and it's just like a fun silly little challenge that um you know, looking back now, it's, like, pretty amazing that they thought of such an interesting concept for, uh, for A, a character, and B, that type of a level. So, yep, my first <laughs> pick is Fuzzy from Yoshi's Island.
0: Cool. Uh, was, are, uh, are fuzzies the black things with, like, the two, like, teeth and kind of crazy look to them?
1: No, it's, um, it's a very simple design. It's just, like, a white puff, like a cotton ball. With two little black eyes and then little black hairs coming off of it. Super, super oh. simple. Yeah.
0: Okay. I'm certainly not uh, not a big uh, big uh, knowledge. Uh, I don't have a lot of knowledge from for that game. So, uh, yeah, Josh, do you have any knowledge for it? Oh yeah, I, I remember
2: playing this one as soon as it came out and not too long ago again actually. And this is one of the fairly early stages. And definitely a memorable one. And I think they pop up in at least one other stage later on. But, yeah, you can you can eat them or you can just kind of slam it. They're all over the place. And the whole level just starts getting all distorted. And you kind of start, you know, the controls get a little weird. Things yeah. like that. So, <laughs> you know, at, at the time, like, especially as a kid, that was really funny and kind of stuck out. And it was kind of an effect at the time back in, like, 94, I think, when it came out um yeah looking back now i'm like he was totally high as a kite (laughs) (laughs) it's like it's
1: funny it's funny as a kid because you see yoshi looking all weird and it's like funny because the world's all different but as an adult you have a new perspective on things and a little (laughs) bit more context perhaps um but It's also interesting because the fuzzy acts a little bit differently from other characters. So apparently, and I I don't remember this at all, but if you eat it, you know, normally when you like poop out a character, it'll be an egg. Oh, yeah. If you poop out a fuzzy, apparently it's like it like damages whatever's behind you. So it's basically like a fart. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know. I could be wrong about that, but that's what the wiki said. So I'm going to go to the wiki now. I noticed it kind
2: of is like a poof. But I don't, I've never been like close enough to an enemy to try that, I don't think. Maybe I'm not <laughs> to that
0: scenario up. Yes,
1: exactly. Same here. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I'm going to have to go back home and try out a, a little Yoshi fart with a fuzzy.
0: So, uh, <laughs> before the uh, Wario waft was a thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, Yoshi came first, apparently. <laughs> um, yeah, and also you can apparently avoid the effects of the fuzzy by crouching, which is Interesting. And according that's according to the wiki. I don't remember that, but I'm going to have to Eagles go. To the
2: track. ground, I guess. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I think you don't wobble, then. You just kind of like, you know. Yeah, I guess. Head in between your legs.
0: Hang on. <laughs> just let it pass. <laughs> <laughs> there, yeah. All right, Josh, you have to bet.
2: All right, so my next one here is I, I would say it's an obvious one. It's more of an obvious choice of game, maybe. Um, it's going to be Trunker from Banjo-Kazooie. So, <laughs> you might just be thinking that I had to pick a choice, something from Banjo-Kazooie. Well, that's part of why I picked him. But also, I just I, I really like the thing's voice. I, I cannot do it. It's like a, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not even close. <laughs> but if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> he's the He's the palm tree, dude and he starts out kind of like short and fat but then like goby the the big camel yeah. dude is standing next to him and then you you pound on him and he spits up a bunch of water in him and he grows up to be really tall and then you can get i think like a jiggy on top of him or something but i, I always like that goofy thing's voice I, I don't know why it just fit that design so well He sounds like he's all dried out like in the middle of a desert and he just needs something to drink uh <laughs> maybe that's silly but that is what i went with and yeah, he's yeah, that's all I got. Yep,
1: that's it. that <laughs> yeah, sounds like a very like interesting character design. I mean, obviously everyone knows, at least you should by now, that you know, Banjo kazooie has so much personality, um, if nothing else, except it has everything else. But um yeah, that sounds like a very fun character design that's appropriate for like a, a desert setting. So um I'm gonna have to go back and play it. Um that's actually the level that I'm stuck in right now. Gobi's desert so um yeah
0: i like Gobi a lot and so i wasn't i wasn't really picturing what trunker looked like uh, but when you said goby like suddenly i remembered and yeah i got a lot of memories of that one so he's got this
2: big like bottom jaw thing going on it's like a (laughs) flap i don't know how to
0: explain it i always wanted to shoot eggs into that mouth for some reason yeah my next one um again uh going with the uh you know people picking my uh Picking my picks, um, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, get it out of the way here, and uh, I'm gonna bring uh, Piranha Plant from Smash Brothers Ultimate. Um, I was pleasantly surprised when I heard that they're gonna give away this this Piranha Plant as a character in Smash, and uh, I was really optimistic. Like, okay, first hands on new character, I'm gonna love this. And I, I played him, and I actually really clicked with him. Like, he's not like my like competitive like Alt, but he's definitely my casual alt, for sure. Um, I just, I really clicked with the timing on his different attacks and everything. And I like how how snappy he is. (laughs) Snappy. Um, And just, like, really really quick. um, And his attacks are are pretty pointed. And I really like um, just the quirkiness of him. He feels so different, but I just really, really, like, resonated with that. Where most Smash characters, I play them, it just feels samey or... Too out there for me to really like feel comfortable with it, um, but for some reason, Piranha Plant just worked for me, um, and I just like like the references to Petey with this final smash, and I think they did a really good job with them. Like the uh, kind of trickster, like kind of I guess mutley comes to mind if you if you're familiar with uh, with the you know Dastardly from like that that kind of laugh and that like just that kind of snarky attitude and that kind of just like devilish spirit I don't know, I don't really say it, but I really love that that personality they put in there, and uh you know this big spike spike ball that it can like put out and then like launch at characters that can catch people off guard and uh you know the poison cloud and you can hide in that and just that that snap where you kind of like tilt over when you're doing the snap you can like kind of like fall over and and like time your your uh your snapping and chomping it's it's fun. It's a lot of fun to play it, play it. And it's, it's it's not like a competitive level, I wouldn't say. But um, I think I could get pretty good with Piranha Plant if I really dedicated uh, to it. So.
1: Yeah, I think Piranha Plant has like a good feeling to him. Um, <clears throat> As I mentioned before, you know, when when he was announced, it's like, oh, OK, like, whatever. Why not? It's like a free DLC, whatever. But you can sell that they put a lot of thought into the character and. They borrow from all these different games that he's appeared in. And there's a lot of games that, <laughs> that Piranha Plant has appeared in. And, um, you know, the moveset that you mentioned was is very diverse and unlike any other character. And I think they really nailed that. And like also, like you said, they gave him a, a distinct personality. It's like this little, little mischievous little rascal, you know. Yeah. And um, he has this, like this weight to him, too. He has this heft, and, like, Mm -hmm. it's weird because, like, you can feel it in his... in, like, the top part of his body. I don't know how to describe it, but, like, you do get this sense of weight to him. But also, like, he's very agile too like he can fly around like I love his up B where he can spin and fly around like that just feels so powerful to me and one of my favorite things is and correct me if I'm wrong but like does he like lift up the pot and like start running along the stage if uh, as like his like fast dashed move or something? Yeah I believe so yeah (laughs) like just little things like that just make him really come alive you know so yeah, yeah very cool character
0: uh i agree what do you think josh
2: yeah there are certain times like especially when he's running you can see like little green feet like coming out from under the pipe or the pot like i think the different colors if i remember right i I think like every other one one looks more like a pipe and one looks kind of more like a flower pot oh Um, yeah and then there's like all the different colors or like all the referenced uh Piranha Plant in different games um, like Yoshi's Island or this first Super Mario Brothers and things like that and then there's like um, a lot of the different moves are different sort of references but they they work like they're not just you know let's shove in different references of different plants from different games here but they all really work as some fun moves for Super Smash Brothers. Um, Yeah like Ryan was saying I think he's a great one to sort of go back to I I know I do in more of a casual sense but yeah it's definitely one of the more interesting choices he doesn't use a sword so that's good he doesn't have blue hair <laughs> but, <laughs> but but yeah. he's very iconic he's like it's yeah it's, it's 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 nothing nobody would have or anyone would have asked for but mm-hmm. he's more recognizable than probably
0: half the cast <laughs> so right. yeah it's, I, uh, it's kind of funny to think of it that way i think his best like He's probably one of the best, like, victory poses or victory things at the end. Like, I love where he pops out of the pipe and bites Mario in the butt. Like, that is just hilarious. Like, and I like that he includes another character um, in his victory. Like, he he specifically targets Mario for that, and it's it's great.
1: (laughs) And also, um, I like that i like that they also incorporate i think you mentioned this too ryan um like pd piranha into it so it's interesting that for like his final smash or whatever he becomes the distinct character that we all know to be pd piranha and for me personally like that boss battle in super smash brothers brawl is so mm-hmm. iconic i just did not see that coming when i first played the game because when brawl came out we didn't have access to the internet and we just played that uh, subspace emissary thing not knowing anything about what was ahead of us and that was just such a cool fight to have these two cages of characters inside and i just uh, it's just so iconic and and sakurai adding pd or not pd piranha piranha plant into smash brothers is just another example of like him adding something to the game that we just didn't know that we wanted and now it's like if they took him out in future iterations we would be livid so for my next pick, I had to include this character. Uh, one of my favorite characters in the Mario universe are the Whittles. <laughs> Do you guys remember the Whittles?
0: What are the Whittles? I should.
1: The Whittles are these little tree spirits that are... I believe the first game that they were found in was Super Mario Galaxy 2. And you can find them uh-huh. at least in the tall tree trunk galaxy or something like that. And it's like... They're kind of scattered all around and they have these like um, the way that they talk is like imprecise grammar. And uh, so one example that I wrote down here is our people brave. Like they just have these (laughs) short little sentences and it's just very cute and I just love the character design. Um so there's they're made of wood it's just these like little dainty little looking characters and they have these like little leaves that pop out of their head and as you walk past them one of my favorite things about them is that they have this little like jingle this little I don't know how to describe it like this little shaking of like a a hollow wood sound that you could hear in like a instrument or something it's just like this very satisfying musical sound and I just think they're adorable and also their name is Whittle as in like little but like in a cuter way (laughs) they're just Whittle Whittles (laughs) so I don't know I just I love the Whittles they're adorable and they have all these different variants and apparently have been in different Mario games ever since. They appear in lots of Mario Party games. And um, I don't know, just a very unique character design. So yeah.
0: I like the play on words like whittling, like you whittle it wood to make like sculptures and things like that. And I like that they use that name for it. They're kind of cute. I've never seen them before in my life. So that's, that's something I've missed.
1: Yeah, maybe because you haven't played Super Mario Galaxy 2, and that's probably something something that you should get in on. <laughs> uh,
0: maybe I'll dust it off on my Wii U.
1: I mean, I'm just trying to help you, okay? Help me help you. <laughs> it's one of the best games ever made, so just saying. Um, Josh, do you remember the Whittles from Mario Galaxy 2?
2: i do um I, I had to look it up to remember exactly what you're talking about but well, yeah i definitely remember these guys it looks like they actually have a spirit in smash ultimate i i apparently have it right because i know i have all the spirits but i don't remember that i'll have to look anyway <laughs> uh, maybe they're on the um they might actually be on the uh what is it the big spaceship thing mario galaxy 2 sorry i can't think of the name of it
5: uh, oh yeah but
2: it, they might be sort of part of that but anyhow. Yeah, I remember these little guys. It's definitely a, a really good choice. One of those that it would have took a little bit of digging for me to dig up, to bleh, for me to find. Yeah, that is, they're from a great game. Uh, I like, like what you were saying. Their way of speaking is kind of silly. Um, yeah, I hope to see them pop up again here. I'm just looking to see what all they have been in. They've been in a few Mario parties and things like that, like you said. I do hope to see them back. Good choice. Yeah, thank you.
1: And it's it's cool like the way that they talk even though it's like well first of all it's very cute, you know, it's like imprecise sentences and stuff, but also it it's great because, you know, I don't like a lot of dialogue in my games, so it just gets the point across so, like for one of the stages that you find them in, it's like um kind of like the a rendition of the like Mario's slide um, stage, you know, from Mario sixty four, except now it's on a tree trunk. So they kind of guide you to get to that point by their like very simple sentences, and you have to deal with like a lot of dialogue in that way. So that I really appreciated, and um, and you know, like I just said, that stage in the game is like one of the best games, or I'm sorry, one of the best stages in that game where you like slide down the tree trunk. I just was not expecting that when I first played the game. It's it's one of my favorite parts.
0: Very okay, cool. I believe Josh has our next one.
2: Yeah, so this next one is maybe a little more expected. Um, finally decided to go with this. Somebody had to pick it. Um, I'm going to say Pikmin. Um, if I have to, <laughs> I feel like I'm saying pick a lot, but if I have to pick one in particular, um, and it would either be Red or Rock. I like them both for different reasons. Red just because it's like sort of the iconic one. My daughter, when she was a baby, was, like, the, one of the first game plushies I got away with, like, buying her when she was a kid. She still got it. Um, but also really like the rock one, um, particularly in three, because I can pick them up. And my way of attacking things is picking those things up and just chucking them at, at any enemy I can um, and then running <laughs> calling them back, chucking them, pulling them back and doing it again. Um, so, yeah, the, I, what else can you really say? I mean, they're kind of. I guess Pikmin as a whole, I just think are sort of a neat. Um, well, the games are are all fun, um, all three. I don't really count the 3DS one, but um, hey. they're just cute little. De- <laughs> they're cute little designs. Uh, I, I like when they pop up in other places, like when the. Uh, I think it was the Wii to Wii U transition. When you'd go to do that, I remember it would show like a bunch of Pikmin going to your Wii uh, I think Mm -hmm. on the TV or something and they would pick up like some of your save data and things like that and carry it over to your Wii U and I think they did that for 3DS as well and I just always thought little little things like that were neat Um, Mm -hmm. and also the if you haven't you should go back and watch them the shorts they made um, the little cartoons of um, Pikmin I think there's three of them that I think Miyamoto may have even directed uh, it's back around when Pikmin 3 first came out. Um, they're all up on YouTube now. So if you haven't seen those, go look those up. Uh, just they all have sort of their own unique little characteristics to them. So I, I hardly even know what else to say on them. Just if you haven't played a Pikmin game, go check it out. Go check out those little shorts too.
0: Yeah, there's so much charm in Pikmin. Um, you know, uh, Miyamoto did a great job. Like just kind of imagine them. And I like how they have unique traits the red ones have the nose you know the the uh the blue ones uh really have that like mouth it's going like
2: on gill thing yeah
0: yeah, and then you know the yellow ones have the ears <laughs> mm-hmm. and of course they get a little weirder when they uh when you go and you've got the 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 flying one and the rock one and the purple ones which have like the purple ones have like the little like antennas on the side of their heads and they're a little bit heftier. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just I love the charm that those Pikmin have. I'm excited to see more, you know, come come up sometime. But yeah. Very cool. Um any thoughts on Pikmin?
1: Yeah, Pikmin I love that Pikmin exist. When they first were announced, I was just like, oh, this sounds like Pokemon, but it's not Pokemon. And mm-hmm. it's, it was such a bizarre concept to me. And, you know, as a 13 year old, you don't really understand what a RTS kind of is, but... Um, great games but also awesome character design you know you guys kind of touched on this already but um, i just love like the different facial features of the different pikmin i'm kind of partial to the yellow ones because i kind of find them to be the less creepy ones (laughs) because like well the the red ones are iconic but like the mouths on the the blue ones just freak me out i don't know i can't look at that for too long (laughs) um and the the rock ones are cool yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that was a perfect impression. Um, the the purple ones are cute. Uh, the white ones are extremely creepy. Um, but uh, yeah, I just I don't know. The the Pikmin are just adorable. I love that those movies exist. Um, you know, like uh, on the three DS and the Wii U. And um, I'm really excited to see where this like smartphone game is going to go. Um, mm-hmm. Because I you know we love the Pikmin characters, but we I kind of feel like not enough people know who they are and I think that they have so much potential so I hope that the Pikmin the, the Pikmin like reach their full potential and kind of penetrate into the masses
3: mm-hmm.
0: I love the sounds that they make it's just so iconic even like when, when pulling up other Pikmin that popping sound and like the, the sound effects and stuff that, that they did for Pikmin were so well done they're so memorable iconic
1: yeah and like they're very cute and like they kind of make you feel bad for them when they die so it's (laughs) that's part of the strategy which is really interesting you don't get that in other games like to actually feel for the pikmin and do everything in your power to make sure that they don't die you know because because like you get this sense of like value to each one that they're just Mm -hmm. not these disposable little guys like each one it has feelings, you know. So, um, very interesting design.
0: All right. So the next pick I have, um, it's more of a nostalgia pick for me. Um, not a lot of people would pick this, and it's it's a bit of a uh, a left field. Um, but I really enjoy the the white and the black flowers and Mario Brothers Three, um, the uh, munchers and nippers, um, and uh, the the black ones don't really move. Um, they're just they're almost like blocks and how they act, and you could walk across them with Kribo shoe, um, but they're kind of like spikes in another in another way. Um, but the white ones actually move; um, they kind of bounce up and down and move along the ground. Um, and every time Mario jumps, they'll jump too, and they'll try to take a snap at whatever jumps over them. Um, and they kind of mimic Mario's movements. And then um, later in the series, or later, there is an a, a version. Where they actually, the white nippers like, will actually walk. And when, they, when you jump, they jump too, but they jump in an arc because they're actually walking and they have momentum. Um, so they're a bit challenging. Um, but I just, I really am fascinated by those things, like those flowers for some reason. Like they always charmed me in Mario Brothers 3. So um, I don't expect you guys to have too much nostalgia for that one, but uh, it's, uh, it's kind of just a really that always stuck out to me when i talked about like doing these plants like that was something i was like you know this is something that that really just like when i think of nintendo plants i always think of like going to that was it what was that world i want to say seven is where they're prominent uh i think it was like the pipe world or what, what have you and you could like run to them there and uh, they're not quite like piranha plants um they're more like a I don't know, a sleeker design, not quite a Pac-Man like mouth, but I'm trying to think how to describe them. Um, they're more oval shaped than than rounded.
1: Yeah, they kind of look like clams in a way. <laughs> like yeah, a I can see that. Plants. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <clears throat> um, yeah. No, that's a great pick. They were actually on my list too, but like, I don't have too much nostalgia for them. But describing them as like Pac-Man plants is also pretty spot on um yeah. Ryan. so um yeah they just have this very unique look to them and i you know if you don't know who we're talking about feel free to look it up because i think that it's a character that we kind of don't pay attention to too much but like we see them so often and i don't know they're pretty cute and they're they have a cool design and um yeah i don't know i like them
2: they're usually found in, like, big groups. Like, they're not really as much like Piranha Plants. They, they, they don't serve as much of a function, but I know I've used them a lot in Mario Maker in particular. That's kind of what I think <laughs> of when I see them now, even though, you know, I grew up with the older Mario games. Um, just because they're usually sort of all, even in, like, three, they're sort of, like, spammed together. Like, there's usually, like, a group of them. Or, like, you'll need, uh, like in World, you'll need Yoshi to go over top of them. Um, more of an obstacle I guess, yeah. than anything, but yeah, they're, they're just, they're kind of ever-present throughout a lot of the Mario series. You just don't always think of them.
0: <laughs> Unsung villains? <laughs> she you <can> could say that. <laughs> Alright, our next pick is coming from Chris.
1: So, for my next pick, it's also something that comes from the Mario u- universe, and this is something that I kind of thought about it in the same way that I think of Piranha Plant, where it's this iconic plant that we see over and over and over again, and we don't really think about it too much. So for my next pick... I'm going to choose the flower item from the Mario universe, except more specifically, I want to choose the ice flower. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we're all used to that fire flower design. It's just so iconic. And even people who don't really play video games would probably understand it to be like some type of Mario thing, you know, it's, um, just like a very simple flower design with like those eyes in the middle and the red rings around it but for the ice flower in particular um i just think it has a very interesting amount of like characteristics to it so um i i'm more partial to like the cloud flower i just thought that was a really cool addition to um super mario galaxy 2 It just kind of opened up like a whole new level of like platforming in a way but I thought the Ice Flower, when I really thought about it, was really interesting because it has um, defense mechanics where you can, like, you know, uh, freeze an enemy and just have them, like, be out of your way. Um, You can attack an enemy in a similar way and also, like, use a frozen enemy to attack a different enemy. So I thought that was interesting. And in Mario Galaxy, you can, like it like freezes the water underneath you so now you can like walk on water and it kind of becomes like this platforming mechanic too so um yeah i like the the flower items throughout the the mario universe but if i have to really pick one i think that the ice flower is the most interesting to me so yeah what do you guys think
0: excellent pick um I really really like the ice flower it's a really cool take uh kind of definitely an opposite of the fire flower uh, but I think it was really cool that they did that um and uh always makes me think of the penguin as well the penguin suit yep um but uh you know that that was a really cool item I think the only other item that would be like close to that would be the gold the gold fire flower which turns everything into coins like it, it just has a unique mechanic and it does something yeah. very very different and, uh, and it's definitely more exciting than the, the gold of Fire Flower. It's, it's really cool to have those blocks to be able to pick up enemies and throw them and, and push them around and use them as kind of a, a shield even. So yeah, it was really cool.
1: Yeah. And like the, the Fire Flower, as, as far as I know, it's just like you just shoot out fireballs and it's more of like an offensive thing. But I just think the Ice Flower is a little more interesting. It adds a little bit more depth to like the gameplay, so mm-hmm. uh, yeah um josh what do you think
2: yeah so I, if i would have picked one of those i would have probably been boring and went with the fire flower but i i definitely see the appeal for the ice one it especially from more of like a uh, a platforming functionality sort of way um I, I think in the is it the new super mario brothers series you can actually like shoot the enemies like in the air and you can use them as platforms or you can kind of shove them which i guess like <laughs> if, scientifically like gravity would probably make <laughs> this fall
1: right but, true <laughs>
2: if we want to get into realistic stuff we that's not really <laughs> where we need to start with mario but <laughs> but yeah they, they, i mean it really works from like a platforming sense though and yeah you can just sort of make your own platforms you can use it as another fun way to attack you can put one bad guy like in a block and then push him into a bunch of a group of other ones and then it will slam into the wall and chatter so, yeah, uh, I think that's a good pick, especially from sort of a usefulness sort of point of view. Right,
1: yeah. And I was looking at, like, all the different games that the Ice Flower has appeared in. It's appeared in a bunch, including Minecraft, which I think is really interesting. Apparently yeah. there was, like, a, <laughs> a Mario edition into Minecraft and the Ice Flower made There's... it in. So I just think that's pretty interesting.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Good, good pick. Thank you. And that will bring us back around to Josh. All
2: right, so for my next to last pick here, I have decided to go with Pokemon because there is so many others to choose from. I figured that was sort of an easy pool to to, to pick from. I, I knew Tom um, was a big fan of Bulbasaur, so I was kind of leaving that to him if he wanted to call in or what have you. So let him have that one. Um, I'm not great at picking favorites anyhow, but I decided to go with... Decidui specifically Decidueye. Um, I love Rowlet, and when he pops up in, is it Arceus Legends, I think is what it's called? I mm-hmm. might be saying that name wrong, but anyway, I saw he was one of the starters in that, so I already know I'm going for him again in that one. I picked him in Sun. Um, but yeah, I, I really like what he eventually evolves into with Decidueye. Um, I, I'm, I'm actually still kind of disappointed they picked, uh, uh, wow, Incineroar instead of Decidue, Decidueye yeah. for Super Smash Bros. So like, yeah, same. I, I don't quite same. get why they did that. I feel like Decidueye would have been a lot more sort of unique, um, in my opinion. I, I like his, he's got like a sweet bow. Like he can pull out from his cape looking hoodie thing that he's wearing. Like he looks a
0: little green archer. Oh
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I don't want to say overkill. That sounds negative. <laughs> he looks a little crazy, but I I, I really like it. Like, and again, Like, I kind of like all of his evolutions as well. Um, He's sort of... The middle one, I I, I might pronounce it wrong. I think think Ryan was talking about it earlier. I think it's Dartrix, maybe? Mm -hmm. It kind of looks like he's going through, like, those awkward teenage years. (laughs) But it kind of works. But yeah, definitely, Decidueye is just one of my favorite Pokemon all around, anyway. Um, I like his design. I, I liked his functionality and using him as, like, the lead of my team. And he is a grass and ghost type, which is pretty unique. I always thought oh, that yeah. was really cool because he's got some ghost moves as well.
1: Oh, I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah.
2: Rowlet's yeah. not. D- Dartrix is not. They're grass and flying, but when he turns into Decidueye, he is grass and ghost. Hmm. I think the yeah. only one like that is uh,
0: Phantump, I think.
2: Yeah, I think there's one um, other or something like that now.
0: Okay, there might have been one added in Sword and Shield. I can't remember. Yeah. don't remember what it was. But.
3: Hmm.
1: Well, I guess the ghost elements is... Uh... Just kind of leaning into his like emo side. <laughs> he's <laughs> he's dead on the inside. He got um, out
2: of that after dark tricks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, he. um I love that character design too. I mean, like, how could you not? He's just like this, like a Robin Hood of Pokemon, and mm-hmm. he has like an actual hoodie <laughs> made out of plants. Yes. <laughs> Can't beat that. And like being an archer and just like a grass type and just. I know. And like owls. Who doesn't love owls, you know? Um, yeah. Awesome, awesome Pokemon and easily one of my favorites, like easily in my top five.
0: Really cool Z move, too. Uh, but yeah, I definitely love that pick for sure. Uh, it's one of the only st- like grass starters that I really, really, really enjoy and one of the few grass Pokemon that I really like. So I definitely uh, i uh, am a fan. He's I like your backhanded
1: compliments. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he's probably more owl than he is plant, but, you know, he's still got plant in him. I mean, yeah. if he, a normal owl can't, like, make leaves pop out from its wings, can it? So, he's right, a plant. Exactly.
1: <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: Yeah. That we, we had to, like, uh, deliberate with the uh, official advisory board of Nintendo Nostalgia to kind of decide on that one. <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> Uh, you know, I going back to like the Smash Brothers thing, I thought he would be such a perfect pick for Smash yeah. like we all did. But, you know, something I don't know if this helps, you know, justify in uh, what's his name? The other guy. Incineroar. Incineroar. Thank you. Um, Garfield. I, I guess what makes him interesting is that no other character in Smash has like wrestling mechanics involved. Mm-hmm. So that was their justification wow. for it, which. I guess I kind of see, because we do have some characters with, like, you know, a bow and arrow and stuff like that. So I guess that was the reasoning. But I also think that Sakurai just really liked um, Incineroar. So, I I don't know. He looks pretty cool, but not as cool as Decidueye, in my opinion. But we like him, so who cares?
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, My next pick is from... uh... Mario's goofy uh arch enemy um and uh this one is from the Wario universe. Um so this is a plant uh it's not quite the uh the plant that you brought Josh uh, but it is in, in Wario um he he's appear- it's appeared actually in I think almost every Wario game. Um it, it's it's a central theme. It is like the the mushroom to Mario is what this item is to Wario. And uh, that is garlic. That's right, straight up garlic. The plant that sustains him. The plant that makes him super smelly. And restores life to him. Restores health to him. Takes him from small Wario to big Wario. Um, just kind of gross uh, when you think about it. But like he eats just cloves of garlic uh, by the handful. And enjoys every minute of it. And if he gets a particularly potent, rancid, like clove of garlic, he can actually become a superhero with the Wario Man, you know, and uh, as shown in the Wario games and also in Smash Brothers. um, I believe he eats it for his final smash when he transforms, and uh, quite the charm. And uh, kind of what 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 fuels his uh, his Wario wafts uh, of of explosive fame and. uh, You know, I just I wanted to kind of highlight that, uh, like, I, I'm a sucker for anything with garlic in it, like garlic bread. Yeah. Texas toast. Like with that. Yeah. Mm, give me all the garlic, like garlic and spaghetti, garlic on pizza. Like, give me all of the garlic. So flavorful. And I don't blame Wario for liking that stuff, though. I, I don't want to stand next to him <laughs> after he eats all of that. So or behind him or maybe a mile away from him. <laughs> But yeah, it's just so cool that like they use that as his his power up. It's it's kind of a, a contrast to the the mushroom. Um, you know, what does Mario like on his pizza? Mushroom. What does Wario like on his pizza? All the garlic, every bit.
1: <laughs> yep, it's such a very very cool you know little detail that they add to Wario liking garlic because you know a lot a lot of other like vegetables or i don't know what category garlic falls under i know it's like you know it's an addition to things but i don't know. i'll just say it's a vegetable um it's you know it makes everything taste amazing in my opinion i apparently there are people who just don't like garlic and i think they're insane Why? and Ow. yeah I, I i'll never understand it but it, it's it really adds vampires to the per- Yeah, Uh, it adds to the personality that Wario has. You know, they're trying to develop him as this like foul and greedy kind of guy, and I don't know. I I keep getting shunned for like liking garlic things because it's like, oh. Like, you're, oh, you're going to smell, and your breath is going to be bad. I'm like, I don't care. Like, anything with garlic tastes amazing, so you're just going to have to deal with it. And uh, the more I learn about Wario, the more I learn that I have a lot in common with him, unfortunately. Um, so it, it it makes him, like... Uh, it disqualifies him from being like unlovable to me to being very lovable and, unfortunately, <laughs> very relatable. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> Garlic has become very iconic in Wario, and I just think that's such a, a very Nintendo thing. Like, no other company could pull off such a little iconic icon uh, that Garlic seems to be in the Wario universe.
0: You won't see me turn down Fazoli's breadsticks uh, because of the Garlic content.
1: So. Same. <laughs> You'll see me fight you for them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> when you come lucky. to visit, I'll be sure to buy you. Uh, yeah. Y'all are lucky. All the fazoles in my area are gone. Oh, no. So that's just see. one of the
2: downsides to West Virginia.
0: All the fazoles here are gone. I, I oh, can pick up breadsticks thanks. and bring them to the E3 hangout. How about that? <laughs>
1: yeah. Deal.
0: I miss them. <laughs> uh, not I got all of our listeners hungry. Uh, you're welcome. Uh, hopefully, there's a fizzoles in your area. <laughs> all right uh let's did you want did you have anything you want to weigh in on that garlic there Gosh. i mean yeah that i do
2: i do love garlic i think we all do here um <laughs> yeah it's it's one of those things that you know i'm i'm married myself and if, if it makes me stink it makes me stink it's just it is what it is <sighs>
0: so it's terrible if they face masks <laughs> yeah uh, well yeah
2: don't, don't don't eat some and put on your mask and then burp <laughs> um, you just have to take the mask off or something. Just don't owe that to yourself. Um, but yeah, I, I don't even know what else to add to that. But Oreo has good taste. Well, yeah. most of the time, I guess, with the garlic side of things, anyway. Oreo <laughs>
0: is my spirit animal. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris, what you got for us next?
1: Uh, so for my next pick, I I was kind of hoping to not go with this one. I just felt like it was kind of like a cheap, easy grab, but like it's it's such an iconic character that I just I would not be doing this topic justice by not including them. So <clears throat> what I will say is that the. Other boss that uh, was in the running for this topic uh, was caladimos for from uh, Wind Waker, that like really beautiful plants uh, in the Wind Waker that is um, I don't know I, I guess it, it has like all these vines and spines and it's a, a pretty interesting boss fight, but it's very similar to the boss that I'm about to mention, and I think that this boss edges edges it out by all these extra little details that it has so my next pick is flagra from metroid prime and um i'm just very nostalgic for this boss fight um it was one of my first boss fights growing up and it's just one that like once you find yourself in that battle you'll just never forget it because it's just so unique looking and it has this like sense of grand (laughs) scale-ness i'm not describing it very well but it's just like this really intense boss fight and so flagra is basically this like mutant alien plant um that apparently was like something that was just like a regular plant and kind of like a sacred one Uh, to the people that inhabit Talon 4, that planet. Um, And it's found as like a centerpiece in this really cool area called the Sun Chamber. And apparently it got like mutated because of Phazon, which is like this type of element found across the Metroid Prime game. And like because of that mutation, it started to poison the water. And so you could tell that the Sun Chamber became ruins over time because it was such a toxic area. And when you first encounter this boss, it's just so massive and epic and it's just like oh my god how am I gonna beat this thing it's so huge and um it's really, it has a very cool design. First of all, its face is terrifying and has these like massive scythe hands uh, that move very fast. But I just thought it was really interesting because it has these like four, I don't know, reflective sundials on different areas of the room. And those give uh, Flagra energy. And so it's your job to kind of knock those up to like prevent him from getting any more energy. And then you just go into like a morph ball form and then like bomb the like roots part of the boss. So it's just like this boss fight that I'll never forget with like this character that is just so uh, I'll just uh, unforgettable. Really. I'll, I'll never forget uh flagra. And um, when the boss fights over with, you're awarded with the various suit, which is probably the most iconic suit in, in the Metroid series. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah. Yeah do you guys think about flagra
2: i actually almost picked this one um i was thinking back to in particular there's a few bosses you mentioned one of wind waker i think there's one in uh twilight princess that's like a big plant that i always liked uh, right. but yeah flagra um from that game is definitely one that's stood out and sort of remembering the poison and then getting the various suit after that um so yeah good pick i was just a little short from making it on my list
0: I like that um, its big thing was, like, poisoning the waters of the planet, um, and uh, it's crazy because it was, like, the Chozo picked it to be kind of, like, their their centerpiece, like, setting in with all the sundials and stuff, but because it was corrupted by the Phazon, um, it became this monstrous thing, and I really like that, like, I'm a fan of, like, the design of Scyther from Pokemon, it kind of gives yeah. you that idea, like, it's kind of like a bug and a plant combined. Um, it's got kind of like the bug looking eyes, but it, it's quite a really cool boss fight. Um, I, they did a really good job with it. And uh, I just always think I like the music and and just like the mechanics and stuff. It was it was a lot of fun. Uh, it was definitely, yeah. definitely iconic for the series.
1: Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's one of the first bosses that you encounter and just really sets the tone for the rest of the game. Um, and, you know, like you said, it's really awesome that with Metroid Prime, you don't just face some random boss. Like, there's a thought put into that boss and that boss's relationship to the world and and the immediate area around them. So it's just... I, I appreciate things like that. A lot of um, thoughtful details like that.
0: We are in our last round of picks. And Josh, we're ready for you.
2: All right, so this one's sort of, I, I would say maybe my number one pick if I were to rank them. Um, and this one's maybe a teeny bit of a stretch of a plant. He's, he's sort of a plant, but it is the Deku, Scrub, the Deku Scrub. Sorry, I always say that different every time I say that out loud from Majora's Mask, um, particularly uh, Deku Link. Um, so, yeah, near the beginning of the game, this is uh, what you find yourself turning into shortly after sort of the opening, the prologue, um, What's called Kid transforms you into, is this Deku Link. And you're kind of stuck as him for a little bit until you can uh, find a way to get the song of healing. um, I believe it is. And then use him as a mask. But one thing that's kind of dark, I guess, and it's just kind of the way the story is in Majora's mask is it's, it's basically is the soul of the Deku Butler's son that you see near the beginning of the game. When you're running through, you'll see like this twisted tree kind of thing. And that's apparently what's left of him. Um, And then, I, I guess I'm kind of half spoiling it, but it is 20 some years old now. But <laughs> you even see the, I'll just say the butler. You see him like later in the game mourning at his son. So it's just like, um, but I always liked his design. I always liked the Deku Lynx. Um, just sort of a short, little cute character with that big, long green hat, but also like where he can ch- shoot those. Whatever it is out of his nose mouth thing, it kind of reminds me of Birdo now that I mention it. Now I don't like it as well. <laughs> no, I <laughs> Q-Bert. always, yeah, I always liked his design. Always kind of like playing as him in Majora's Mask. Like even though your goal near the beginning of the game was to sort of get rid of that form, I, I sort of like going back to it, um, along with the other ones as well.
0: I really like that. That uh, you always reminded me of Kubert, and and how like when he bounces on the water and and things like that um, just that kind of idea um, but also like it's quite terrifying when you transform like go from the mask yeah. into it like with the yeah the, those transformation scenes look painful almost uh, for for link and it's it's really cool to see that you know like link is screaming obviously it probably is not comfortable but it's kind of cool uh they they did that kind of darker tone um, but he, he's a very very cool character actually to be one of those you know you know, twenty three is number one type character yep. from you know as, that, as, as becoming
1: that. So, <laughs> yeah, I uh, so my very first Zelda game was Majora's Mask, and so that opening scene and all the things that you just described that was my very first exposure to Zelda, mm-hmm. and um, that was why <laughs> I am a little bit off of the Zelda bandwagon at the moment. I'm trying to get back into it. I I greatly appreciate uh the zelda games but you know starting with majora's mask kind of left a sour taste in my mouth but i love the design of the deku scrub like it just—it's really cute, but it has this like dark, mysterious tone to it, and it's like a little bit disturbing. And um, I just—I like that. It's it's like a a Tim Burton esque kind of feel uh, to the character, and um, uh, yeah. I mean, you guys said all my other points, so I'll just leave it at that. But um, great yeah. pick.
2: It's it's a little sad, but like it, it's it's one it is one of those things, especially looking back at the artwork and stuff for it. That I guess definitely it's at my own nostalgia from that time period um so yeah definitely sticking with that one great pick
0: definitely a great pick all right my final pick um is kind of a big one um it's uh i, I believe the term is uh wicked awesome uh <laughs> so if any of you have ever played um Kid Iker's Uprising, you'll know what I'm talking about here. Um, if you've played Smash Brothers, you'll probably know what this is too. Uh, there's actually a stage that, that depicts this moment. Um, but there is a character that is all about like nature. It's like a nature goddess called uh, Verity. Um, and she uh, is able to make these seeds that are essentially able to restore a planet to its original state, like natural state with all of the plants and, and, and forests and things like that and kills any other kind of living beings beings basically turn the planet back to what it was before animals and and uh you know humans and things like that occupied the area um really really cool idea um but this reset bomb is what it's called and um it was really cool experiencing this um in a video game because it was an idea that i had in middle school um i was like i was a middle schooler i was like i'm going to write a book and like my my idea was to take this uh this basically the earth you know got overpopulated and got damaged to a certain point with pollution and stuff that the earth just kind of like overgrew and natural disasters and things happened and it kind of reset and a lot of hu- humans were kind of exterminated but a few survived and that was kind of like Humanity coming back from that was kind of my idea, and so when I got to this moment in Kid Icarus Uprising, it really resonated with me. Like, wow, I was onto a good idea here because this is an awesome idea in this awesome game. Like, I was really, I had something good going there. Like, I should really, like, you know, you know I'm glad that Nintendo did it because at that point I had, I had given up on my idea of writing a book, um, but you know, just the idea that you know that idea lived on in a video game that I very much loved was so cool. And uh, you know the, the the idea of this giant seed hitting the planet like a meteor and just sprouting up this forest that basically kind of just heals everything back to where it should have been uh, before you know humanity you know corrupted it and and destroyed it and stuff and um, it was it was used in in a bu- bunch of different ways kind of more of a uh, a weapon in some cases but um, also I just I kind of saw where uh, Verity was coming from and. And like the, the dynamic of Palutena and Verity, like fighting with each other and and stuff like that like I I just really like that whole thing like I, I'm a big fan of like Floramancers and and stuff so that was pretty much the closest thing in a Nintendo that that comes to like a Floromancer. and uh, the, that that reset bomb was so cool um, and I'm glad that they they just included that and it it looked kind of kind of like a spiderweb of roots over a surface, kind of like almost not necessarily veiny because that sounds weird, but um, just, I mean, yeah, it did look like kind of like a seed, Um, like I guess sunflower seed ish, or maybe a little bit more round than that, but definitely uh, a cool experience. If you haven't played Kid Icarus Uprising, I 100% like recommend that you play that game. Um, I am praying for a switch port of the game because please Sakurai make it happen. That would be amazing. That game needs needs that, especially with the the analog. You know, the second analog stick instead of having to use like a circle pad. Or I don't know if it even supported the circle pad, um, but you know, just that that different play style would just that game needs to be captured in in a new light in the modern era. That would be so cool. Anyway.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm really glad that you chose that. Um, When I was going through my list for our topic tonight, I did think of Viridi, if that's how you say your name. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm glad that you went with a reset bomb because I think that has a much more powerful and interesting story than just Viridi herself. So I guess Viridi is kind of like the, the goddess of Earth or something like that. And I remember in the game, that was around the point where I thought the game was over with and then it just throws like this whole bombshell at you, like, oh no, there's a whole lot more game left. And it's it just gets more and more and more epic the more that you play. And that was the point in the game where I'm just like, yo, this is amazing. This is like one of the best games I ever played. And um, <laughs> you know, like like you said, everyone who has not played this game needs to. I think most of us, if not all of us, chose this as our favorite 3DS game in our 3DS episode, uh, rightly so. And um, yeah, it is essential playing. And, um, you know, you, you said it really well. This The Reset Bomb has this really interesting story to it. And also, it's not just the story that's amazing, it's just how it was told. It was just so grand and incredible. It's such a great gaming experience and for the 3ds you know this was very early on in the 3ds's life uh lifespan whatever um the the graphics were insane you can see the reset bomb which is what the size of a planet in the background and to see that in 3d just gives you this sense of scale as to how massive this is and like how it is. It, it really does feel like the end of the world um as you see this thing like plummet to the earth so it's just like this this gaming moment that i'll never forget so yeah great pick
0: chris you want to go ahead and finish out with your final topic or your final pick
1: <laughs> sure so my final pick is probably what everyone was going to choose so my last pick is funky phil from chibi robo <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay.
1: so, have you guys played chibi robo no sadly okay i this is i gotta go this no i don't i don't want to hear that <laughs> you and have two. to play you have to play chibi robo on gamecube the ds1s whatever they're they're crap but the GameCube one is basically Nintendo's version of Toy Story. It is just oozing with personality. And it's so funny and delightful. And it brings you characters like Funky Phil. <laughs> so Funky Phil, since you guys don't know, is this really adorable, quirky like flower guy. I don't know if he's a toy or a robot, but he's this really cute flower that exists in the chibi robo world. And when you, you first, yeah, when you first encounter him, you see him hidden behind blinds, like window blinds. And so you're first tasked with just kind of releasing the blinds just so that he can kind of be with everyone else. And <laughs> he starts celebrating by putting on like a dancing performance. And he does, the way that he talks and the way that he dances is just so stupid and funny um i just i love him as a character so much and um there's like this really interesting moment in the game where like a seed comes off of him. And, (laughs) and so I guess I don't remember this too well. I had to look at the wiki for this. So I apologize if I'm getting some things wrong, but I do kind of remember the scene where um, I guess Phil like sweats onto the seed that comes off and it turns into like baby funky fills. And then he like denies these kids (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then um, I guess Funky Phil dies after one of his sons, Freaky Phil, learns the dances of Funky Phil, <laughs> and so they all thought that Funky Phil dies. So they hold a concert in Funky Phil's memory, but then it just turns off. Turns out that they just like press the switch that's on Funky Phil, and then they just they accidentally turned it back on, and then Funky Phil comes back to life. <laughs> so. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just. I'm very fond of fucking Phil, and I apologize. No, you know what? I don't apologize.
2: I like fucking Phil. going have to deal with it. Oh, <laughs> well, that sounded like an eight-year-old's fever dream. Yeah. But <laughs> it. It made me want to go check it out.
0: Character <laughs> is very there's... interesting, for sure. Looking at the picture. Uh, yeah. Quite colorful. <laughs> oh yes, and it just like. Each character
1: in Chibu yorobo has so much personality, and I mean, for a character that's name is Funky Phil, he certainly has the personality that lives up to his name.
0: Excellent no, pick, guys. Uh, we've up. done a great job representing the plant world uh for Nintendo, and uh you know let us know uh if you come up with any other of like plants that you, that were your favorite. Um, we'd love to hear about uh, your your nostalgic memories uh, for different Nintendo plants. You know, in this month of May, um,
1: we actually did get one more Facebook comment uh, just oh. a couple of minutes ago. Uh, Wonderful. Matthew C. Roberts. <laughs> Wonderful. Matthew C. <laughs> Roberts said uh, secret vines in Super Mario Brothers for sure. Um, yes, I actually do you. know about. What is that?
0: that that was something that i had thrown out like early on when we were discussing this episode and i am so glad someone mentioned that like the the vine that takes you up to the clouds to get you to the warp zone in super mario oh. brothers like yeah, the, yeah, those yeah. are so yeah. iconic like taking you to like the last world and everything yeah. like oh yes thank you so much for bringing that up like yes, yes
1: good one yeah never would have thought of that that's a great pick yeah (laughs) very classic
2: like I'm surprised we all missed that (laughs) well
1: that's a great way to end out the episode
0: definitely Uh, Josh do you want to go ahead and do our due diligence
2: sure so you can always find us on Twitter at Nintendo underscore NOS you can find us on Facebook um, and also on our Facebook uh group there uh for Nintendo Nostalgia chat. Sorry about that. Nintendo Nostalgia chat. So go check that out and go join that group. Um we are also on Instagram.
1: Uh also if you wanted to, you know, let us know your thoughts on whatever topic we might be having coming up, you can send us an email at Nintendo Nostalgia IN And as in nancy at gmail.com you can find this information in the episode's description by the way but also if you wanted to leave us a voicemail you can call us at 317-969-5690
0: Thank you guys so much for listening this week and we will catch you next week for an action-packed episode Later Preston
1: Bye everyone
2: Butler, late. I I think I said Dookie that time. (laughs) Sure did. (laughs) Oh gosh. And I thank you for it.